Yo, this Brampton Batman guy, I've seen, I'm seeing him. Like, in person, I saw him. But now he's more on social media again, too. Really? Oh, I knew he existed. I've never really crossed paths with him in person. I've seen the Batmobile in the 410. I saw it last week. Guy is active. And I went to the Gordura. That's what you're supposed to take away. But Congrats. <laughs> you're really inspired, eh? I do that. I do that. Yeah, I'm a role model. Oh, yo, man, um, real quick. Can you center yourself in your camera a little bit? Just talking? Well, what's the show about? It's about nothing. It's about nothing. I just want these guys to know you got another thing coming, bitch. I'm still around. Month? February was yeah. the last time. Was it? Early February? Yeah, yeah it's been a minute Robbie, though. though. I blame a lot of things. Including Robbie's I mean, busy. You had your uh office your renovation. Country. Yeah, he's he's builder bob right now for the last two <laughs> weeks. My I mean last three weeks. I took one week off to go snowboarding, which sucked. Yeah. Oh really? That makes me feel better. Yeah, does it? Um <laughs> It sucked for two reasons. One, it sucked because Air Canada cannot load a bag on an airplane. So when I got there, my snowboard didn't arrive with me. Um, and then I had it this time where I landed and I went straight to Whistler via shuttle. So there's really nothing I could do other than give them my address and be like, please deliver it as soon as you can. And then, did, you fly pri- did you fly priority? I flew priority. I, oh, <laughs> I checked my bag in early. And like, I showed up early. Huh? They, gave me, they gave me a tag. Um, no, no. It's I don't know. A big but, orange tag that says priority. Orange tag no, priority. no, no, no. I didn't get a priority oh. tag like that. Uh, no, you're I, I didn't. Yeah. The, like, my ticket gave me boarding. I was zone two. Does no, that count? No, that's oh, pretty boarding. Party baggage. So uh, hold on. How do you get priority so baggage? You think that that's priority hold on. What's priority baggage? <laughs> Tell this me this. Guy. There's a thing called priority baggage? What? Yeah. How? You got level up, bro. Level up. How much more does yeah. that cost? Because I didn't pay anything for this. Really? It's like guaranteed bag delivery. Yeah, you have to travel business class and get okay. That orange you bag, lost me already. Your bag, you're paying. <laughs> your, ba- your, ba- your bag comes up first. Wow. Anyways, I thought showing up early would make sure my bag gets on the plane. So I showed up an hour before I thought I needed to. Um, so like kind of two and a half hours, three hours before the flight. And then, then I kind of did the mental math. I'm like, if I show up early, my bag's going to be the one at the bottom because all the other bags should go on top. And then when they're loading the bag, my bag's probably the last one to probably get put on. And then I'm like, shit, that's... <laughs> Anyways, get there. Didn't have my you spring in. Oversized, goes in the oversized uh, container, right? So yeah. it's totally different from the normal baggage process. And like 80% of the people that I felt like were heading on that plane were carrying snowboards, <laughs> it seemed... A uh, bunch of Gordy with their families. I saw a lot of people lugging around snowboards um, and skis and mm-hmm. stuff. So anyways, Did then, you, of course, wait. you get there. They tell you, don't worry. It's all good. We're going to compensate you. Do your rentals. You'll be fine. Enjoy your time. I'm like, dope. Except they don't rent out, cover rentals for ski jackets. And no one rents ski jackets. You got to buy them. Or snow oh, pants. Like, you, didn't, you, didn't, you didn't have any of your bags? I got my capri. But like my jack, my snowboard jacket, and my snowboard pants are you in my in the, in the thing. So so are my goggles, yeah. and no one rents goggles because they're like, well, it makes skin contact, so we legally can't rent those out. You got to buy them, and then I was like, look, I could 
get a board, I could get a helmet, but the fuck? I'm going to not have pants and I'm not going to have a jacket. Um, so yeah, luckily it arrived Monday night, but that killed one day that I was supposed to board, which was Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So now I boarded Tuesday, Thursday, um, and then I flew back Saturday. So it did burn one of my days and I just didn't have the energy on Friday to board. So why, why, you, why do you have a gap in between? Because I'm old as hell and I'm so, I get sore and I need recovery time. Just uh, take some creatine, bro. I didn't pack creatine with me. Like, what the hell? I wasn't thinking I needed... Anyways. So that's one reason it sucks. Second reason it sucked, I got there and I was out of shape. I did one run and I was like, holy smokes, this is exhausting. Unlike freaking Blue Mountain where you do like a small run, it's like a 40-minute run. Halfway through the mountain, I was like, please kill me. My legs were just on fire. I was like, I'm doing... It took you 40 minutes to get down the hill? That's how big these hills are. They're top of the mountain to the bottom of the mountain. If you gun it like hard... Hard gunner, you could do mm. it in about 20. 40 minutes so, wow. is, you know, at pace. Basically, when you go there, you can't see the top. You can see, like, the top base, which is basically what top uh, Blue Mountain would be. And that's basically the end of the run. Like, that's your final slow down here. You're at the bottom. It's an amazing place. Uh, but, yeah, it was a weird experience. And being out of shape did not help. Like, I was exhausted before I even started. Just getting all my gear on and put, getting out the door. I was like, I had a sweat going. So, yeah, so I'm going to enjoy this 10K that I don't know why. I'm going to really just stop suggesting things because nothing I suggest makes sense to me in the long run. Like this 10K. I'm, no, I'm down and postpone it. The you entry know what, fee is not worth it at this point. <laughs> it dawned on me that it's in seven weeks. Like March is I, basically I, done. I, We're in April. Even we got, though... Uh, even though I don't think I'll be able to do it, scheduling issues, but I've been getting in shape for it. Yeah, so today... It, show off, just, put, just putting it out there. Today that I'm I, not even running it, but I'm still working out. Yeah, so I did a bit of a workout today. So I got I found a from couch to 10K program, which is basically saying you're fucked. That was like, it's highlighted. It's like, you're an idiot. What are you trying to do? Uh, so right now my goal is if I can work my way up to doing 5K... And just walk the rest. That's my goal. That yeah. If I could do five k, and yeah. then you know take some breaks in between, I feel like that's a dub. And I feel like once I'm there, after if I do my five k and I exhaust that five k, the adrenaline of trying to keep up with a pack and like you know that maybe give me another two three kilometers, maybe. No. <laughs> no. This I've done enough. Huh? No one knows me that's, here. That's why when I cross the street, call the Uber and. <laughs> <laughs> you go do the full on Kramer. So this is a horrible, horrible, horrible idea. And you guys need to just we shut me just, up. So we just we just go to postpone it. Let's do a different one. October. October was that the next one? No, I'm just saying that's enough time to train though. <laughs> nah, man, I feel like season. Well, I'm open to suggestions. I'll say that. But I also feel like I want to hold myself somewhat accountable to making shitty ass promises and making shitty ass bets. And well, you can always adjust it to a five k. You can you can change of change the amount. Yeah, but There's that's not near. As, what? I think there's a small fee for that. For doing less, I should just do the five k and go home. Like, what the fuck would I pay them for that? It makes no sense. Hey, you know what? I really want to change my thing to the 5K. So here's 30 bucks to do that. Can you please uh, accommodate me? Why not, why not just do the 5K and call it? Like, Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, it's your funeral, so. Yeah, so life is good. Anyways, you guys want to do another bet while we're talking about bets? <laughs> what what oh, do you have man. in mind? Uh, so this season I decided now that summer's upon me and I'm kind of retiring from snowboarding for the rest of the year until winter comes, which yeah. I'm going to probably come back next winter and say I'm going to do some crazy trying to sh- get in shape for that again. I want to get in shape for golf. Getting in shape for golf. And so not get in shape for golf, but I want to start golfing more. So I'm kind of curious if we could do some sort of golf challenge. I'm open to golf. Yeah, sure. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) You're you idiot. You're supposed to say no. You're supposed to stop me. You already failed the first test. Um, But yeah, that is what's good, boys. You guys tell me what's good with you. Uh, Raccoons for Ranji. (laughs) Yeah. I got raccoon. I got a raccoon infestation. So raccoon watch. Um, I still don't know houses. why we can't just shoot them. Like, uh, what is it? That what's that animal in Florida that the government said? Look, you know, we have a problem with them, so you can kill them, and it's all good. It's some sort of iguana or something like that. Oh really? I don't know. Iguanas yeah, are tiny, yeah. though. Imagine taking out a friggin' pistol to shoot this small little thing. You're more likely to shoot yourself. I guess. I guess, but you can run them over. You could like kill them. Do whatever you want, and it's all it's okay because they're considered like a pest and a danger to the local ecosystem. So there, it's completely kosher for you to kill them. So uh, I don't what's know, man. Raccoon, what's the rule on raccoons? You can't. You can't do well, anything. Really? It'd be super humane. So I right now it's like baby season for raccoons. So I suspect in my uh, eaves trough I have. Uh, a nest of baby raccoons and i sealed it shut today and i started hearing so many like screeches and voices at night for the illiterate here not me of course what is an eavesdrop that thing (laughs) that metal thing for the rain (laughs) that's a gutter the gutter the gutter my man's literally sitting in front of a computer with google on it just google it bro the gutter. I call it a gutter. I've never really. The gutter is like the outside one gutter pipe. Is a... yeah. attached to like this other metal scaffolding, or so it's not really inside not... your house. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna act like I know what they're talking about. So it's fine. You guys go for it. Scaffolding. There's a picture of. I sent it to you on WhatsApp. You and Robbie. Anyways, the diagram should kind of help you ID what it is. Anyways, they're they're in there, and uh, the rule is that. You can't kill them, so I have to now pay somebody minimum a thousand bucks. Holy to come shit! Install a one-way door. So you're not allowed so just that... picking out a bottle of bleach. No, no, no. I can't. I can't throw merch. Oh, I can throw merch and shit in there, but I can't. I can't leave poison in there for you them. Baby to killer. Uh, I have to get a one-way door installed and let them get out, and they won't be able to get back in. Um, and yeah, that is the rule of the land. I am fucked. I, ever t- I told you my raccoon story that traumatized me for a freaking year. I had a raccoon yeah, pop yeah, out yeah. of me out of the garbage can and I was like, but I got smart now. Now I, now I figured it out. I started putting a brick on top of my garbage can. I got a bungee. You know the car bungee? Yeah, yeah. We just wrapped that around because our raccoon got smart. He was tossing the brick off. So <laughs> I had to put a bungee through it so that's uh, that seals it. I used to keep yeah, my garbage can in the car. They, they figure out pretty quick. Oh, yeah. Well, so far it's worked. Let's keep knocking on wood. Eventually we'll go to the bungee cord. 
um, I used to keep it in the garage, but my garage had a rat, and then I just got scared of going into the garage. So I just started to keep it. Rodents, man, I'm telling you, it's like this one insanely primal fear I have. Not fear. Rodents, eh? Rodents indoors. Rodents outside, you fine. Know? Rodents in a confined space, they win. You guys, would you guys ever get pets? Do you guys have pets? I want pets. I want a dog. I, really? I'll have a pet as soon as my kid is old enough to wake up in the morning and walk it. I'll walk my own dog. I want I want, I want the dog to be mine. I don't want it to be my kids. I want my own dog. Yes, yeah. that's interesting. Why? But I, you don't uh, want a dog? Yeah. I ain't a, I don't care. Doesn't like doesn't do nothing for me. I think I planned it out. I think I'm gonna wait till my kids are about 12, 13, 14, and then I'm gonna get a dog because that's the age that kids start hating you, really hating you. I I had this one idea with the raccoons. You know, Sandy. She came on the show. She has this mini pincher. Yeah. I'll so be I honest. Thought. I'll be honest. I'm pretty sure a raccoon would kick the shit out of that dog. You think so? Yo, I was like, yo, what a raccoon's pretty good. And let the dog like just chase them all out. But they might fuck up the dog. Mini pinchers are like very domesticated purse dogs, right? Yeah. Now, no disrespect to Sandy's pincher. But I'm going to say it's going to lose to a raccoon. It's going to get up in the trough and be like, what the fuck is this shit? Especially a mama raccoon. Good luck. Yeah, but the baby should fucking rip them apart. I don't you know. Really want to clean? Okay, one second. You really want to go into that thing and clean out carcasses? No. Just pay someone. Just get it done, bro. That's a lot. Thousand dollars is a lot. They they're like, oh yes. I was like, can you give me like just an estimate of? Yo, what you live at you live at you live in Sheridan area, man. There must be one student willing to do it. <laughs> just put up an ad. <laughs> I don't need to tell him what rabies is. It's like, don't worry about it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are just—you went from killing raccoons to poisoning students as well. You guys, are, you guys are insane. All of a sudden, there's another car rally downtown. A bunch of students are foaming at the mouth. I'm causing it. <laughs> I don't even want to say this. It's all wrong. Let's go back to the pincher. I think that was a better idea. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there must be someone who's willing to do it. Less than a thousand bucks. Yeah, they're like, oh, it's. I was like, give it's me a ballpark of, idea. They're like, we start off around thousand bucks. I was like, oh my god. Call one of these localities where it's like been a slow season, like I don't know, Northern Calhoun or something. And this, she's, out there. Yeah. she's like, sir, I just, I do want to, you know, I do want to let you know that this is the season where they have their babies. I was like, fuck, man. I hired someone to help me get rid of the rat from my garage. First, he denied that it was a rat. <laughs> oh, you got help. I mean, I called rodent control. It was, apparently, there's a thing in Brampton. You see signs up everywhere. If you have rats or a thing, call us. Peel, re- oh, nice. Peel will pay for it. Peel region co- covers it. I didn't realize that till after I paid for it. Yeah, Robbie um, Yeah, Robbie's already gone. Rip. Talking about rats. Uh, <laughs> anyways, so Peel region has a program to help remove rats from your property for free. Or they give you like a $200 thing. I didn't realize that was a thing because I called a guy who came from outside of Peel to do it. And he made no mention of this program to me. Um, and he wasn't certified by Peel to do it. And literally this guy came and put poison traps around and he's like, yeah, you have mice, not rats. I'm like, dude, I'm pretty sure I have a rat. I've seen it. It's a rat. I know the difference. And lo and behold, like a few months, he's like, It'll give it a week. It'll be gone. Like three weeks later, it was still there. So I did what every spiteful millennial does. I went on Google and gave him a one-star review. Uh, you know, like what else can I do in this situation? I was so pissed that I still had a rat. I couldn't use my garage properly. Um, but yeah, that guy charged hell of yeah, it. wasn't a thousand guy, bucks. You did, the, you, you did that guy dirty, bro. Just 
hey man i pay for the service and he said within a week your mice should be gone i'm like it's rats he's like no it's mice this it is the rat. noise that you're hearing hopefully great podcast material right here <laughs> this is what it sound like this is the this is the sound I was, I was half expecting one of those videos with the people sent on whatsapp where someone's just loud moaning <laughs> Oh yeah, no, yeah. I, I thought you were trying to bait us here, but no, no, no. I just sent a video. To, that was a, I sent a video, a picture to you guys in the group. Look on the WhatsApp group. That was in front of my house. What is a month this? Ago. Describe it. This is an auditory platform, oh, not a visual uh, one. There's two coyotes. Two coyotes roaming the street like nothing's going on. Yeah, you know, but two coyotes like I don't mind. They keep these pests away. Like I want a coyote around. They'll take care of not these. When they're not when they're howling till one in the morning, man. Like loud. Really? Yeah, dude. Call, That's they call Brampton. They're not gonna do nothing about it. You they can't. can't really, do, they, you know, around you, here, you know, you're not allowed to do anything about it. It's their natural territory. So. I saw a coyote once dropping my kids off to school. They were in like this farm field that we drive by. It was just standing yeah. in the middle of this farm field, and I noticed it. I'm like, I should probably call three one one. And I'm like, yeah, what the fuck mm-hmm. are you gonna do about it? Someone once it gets yeah. close enough, it'll. It's I heard cows yeah, gets a lot of them. It doesn't hurt a kid or it doesn't hurt a kid or something like that, right? That's the yeah, watch your I had my cousin's dogs get killed by coyotes back in a few years what back. The they were in BC. Um oh, God. Damn. So the way it worked, and these were tough dogs. These were like pretty vicious dogs, farm dogs. Uh but yeah, the way the coyote does it, it comes, it feigns like it's alone sometimes. They're not really known as pack animals, but they can roam in packs. Mm. Uh it kind of baits the dog, runs away, dog chases it, and they jump it. Uh, yeah, leave the... So, All right. so it's well. pretty crazy we talked about this for as long as we did, knowing what's going on in Punjab. What's happening in Punjab? Nothing. Like we don't want to... Nobody wants to start talking. Look, look. It's a sensitive topic, and I think there's a two sides to every story. And I think we should take a moment to give both sides. Can... No, fuck it. Let's go into it. What's been going in Punjab? Sacramento shooting. <laughs> yeah, what's hold on? We'll get into that. Later. <laughs> there's a lot of there's other things going on. <laughs> yeah, there's just, yeah. Look, man, it's been a month. We have this is the first time. Yo, man, you guys make me feel I good. I mean, time, China's man. taking over elections you. in Canada, not a big deal. But uh <laughs> this Punjab thing, did it surprise you that it happened? I was kind of always waiting for it to happen because I knew deep down it was the only way for this stuff to really end. Either Amritpal Singh's moving just fizzles out or this happens. Um, I I mean, I just thought there'd be an arrest warrant because like after Ajinala, I was like, all right, he's, he's got to get arrested for that. Mm. And uh, yeah, I figured one day there'd be an arrest warrant. There wasn't. Wait a week, still no arrest warrant. Wait a few weeks, no arrest warrant. And then I was like, fuck it. They just backed down. No, no, I uh, never thought they'd back down because I thought I saw some, one of the superintendents or someone say patience. Like there was... Planning. You're saying they were planning it. I heard I heard something about a cop saying, yeah, it's done, don't worry. Yeah, I just heard like, we're, we're reviewing the situation, we're going to review the situation. I heard something more aggressive. I can't remember where. I just remember reading it like, oh, okay, let's see what goes <laughs> down. But So what happened yeah. in Janala? Let's start there. What was the pre- precipice of do you are you fully familiar with that situation because i'm not uh okay so fuck someone's gonna fact check me fuck i should have researched anyways <laughs> i like how i just put you on the thing maybe i should have given you 
no, no. no. So, so what happened was uh, one I, of his. I love boys, being the clueless one. This is great. One of one of uh, one of his boys or his associates that's with him. Um, he got arrested, um, and the arrest was the basis of the arrest was some guy with mental health issues uh, lodged a complaint against Amrapal Singh's associate. Sumerpal Singh was like, yo, guys, like, look, you got the wrong guy. He has a record of, like, all these false claims. Uh, you guys have, like, you guys know that he has mental health issues. So you guys took my guy, you know, for no reason, just hand him over. They're like, no. So Sumerpal Singh is like, all right, well, I'm going to just show up with my boys and, you know, protest. And in return, the cops set up barricades in advance of the police station. Uh, and, you know, armed him with, like, cops with lotties and guns and shit. So, Amrapal Singh, uh, you know, got his people and supporters together. There was a large procession with uh, Maharaj Sroop and, like, imagine another Kirtan, you know, how they're in that trailer, the clear trailer with one guy doing George Sabseva, stuff like that. So, they were, there was Maharaj Sroop in that, and they didn't ram the barricades with the, with the trailer with Maharaj Sroop in it, but, like, they pretty much used uh, used Guru Saab's presence there as a as a shield and kind of pushed through the barricades um, and got to the police station, swarmed the police station. Uh, I heard that cops were slapped around a little bit. You know, people got hyped up in the crowd, um, and yeah, they secured the release of their guy. Um, might seem like nothing, but in a country where and even inciting a protest or, or a riot is a crime, I figured that this was an easy layup to just charge them with something um, and take their guns away, which what you know everybody, well, Punjab police was trying to do for a long time, get all the guys with their gun licenses that were part of Paul's crew, get them away. I was like, this is way easier now. They've kind of done the job. Uh, and then there was like the optics of Using Guru Granth Sahib Ji as a, as a shield of sorts, you know, that kind of divided people online, but to the average Punjabi who will take symbolism at like face value, it kind of looked off to a lot of people. So it was kind of polarizing. And uh, yeah, that that's that's Nirala. And so that was the tipping point in my opinion as to, okay, now that that happened, now we wait and see to see what's going on elsewhere. Uh, and I, I heard various t- takes on, you know, taking the Maharaj Sroop into that situation. There is precedent for it. There wasn't, it's not like the first time something like that's been done. Yeah, but um, like... To that same I degree, agree. maybe, but... I agree, but, but you know, you, um, you can't... You can't go in there with your educated. Well, excuse me, sir. There's precedent for this. No, it's like on face value. It looks. It looks like to the average Punjabi. I'm not talking about a sick historian or Twitter historians, or people who were on forums like understanding, um, you know, their faith and their history. I'm talking about people who know about their religion based on what the Granthi and the pen told them. You know, so like Gurmat camp guys that did it once in their life, and that's about it. Uh, for them, it's it's something that would shock, a shock to their senses, a shock to their sentiment, whatever it is. It, it, the imagery is kind of shocking, right? Yeah, and yeah. from well, that's when I really saw the polarization, the real polarization towards Amrapal came 
after the Janela, where Twitter spaces, Twitter spaces have been freaking so packed. I don't, it's funny, I don't even spend too much time in Twitter spaces, but I always see them pop up. I saw the number of Twitter spaces that I saw come up at that time where people were debating whether or not it was good or not, were, that's when it really started like highlighting him specifically. Uh, and there was this notion that before Ajnala, he hadn't hit the mainstream consciousness. He wasn't the using on the media as much. He existed in, you know, thick circles knew about him and were paying attention to him and were following him. But I felt like Ajnala was the thing that really propelled him onto mainstream news. What's going on with this guy? Who is he? What just happened? Is that fair to say, you think? Yeah, that's fair. I mean, even now, I don't think like he's still a household name in India. He's uh, it's crazy, um, but he's get, definitely getting there. And Ajnala definitely put him on a lot of people's radar because uh, it's like you know, police station attacked, and then you see a bunch of guys with guns in Talwara mobbing up a police station. It's like oh shit, militancy in Punjab. It's very easy to paint, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have a guy who really does looks like Sanjay Nelson, in at least image wise. And Sanjay Nelson was a household name in the 80s, but I don't think Amitabh Singh really got that sort of name recognition until Ajnala, which kind of made me wonder, was what's happening now with everything? Is this more akin to 84 or prior to 84, where we saw, you know, lawlessness and the disfavorability towards six coming out, like in the 76, 77 stuff? Prior. I th- well, like... I mean, I can't imagine anyone listening to this uh, isn't up to date. So just for the sake of being thorough, uh, now we're almost at the end of March. We're recording on, what, the 26th now? Uh, Amrit Paul Singh is allegedly absconding. Um, absconding cop- or absconding? I think I, I think I nailed that one. Robbie? Robbie Judge? <laughs> He's like, I'm here. <laughs> sustained <laughs> I think anyways he's absconding as that basically means you know he's on the he's on the lam he's on the run uh, as that's what the media and government saying um, it's so, been a week now it literally broke last Sunday where it yeah Sunday yeah it broke about a week ago there were videos of like him in a, in a car driving fast his boys all getting booked they were actually kind of bad looking videos to be honest um, just because of panic, you could sense a panic. It wasn't a very confident, like, I'm on the run, but I got this. There, there, was, a, there was a panic that seeped through the video. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, he's on the run. Uh, people think that he's caught. People think that he's already killed. There's uh, protests happening in every, everywhere in the diaspora. There's car rallies. There's, um, you know, counter, counter rallies as well. Uh, in front of embassies and, and consulates. Um, there's a lot of like communal tension. Uh, there's a lot of politicians that are saying things. A lot of politicians aren't saying things. There's, it's, it's, it's just a clusterfuck. So we're, we are now in the middle of the clusterfuck. Um, and yeah, if I had to put our timeline and superimpose it on the 80s, I think we are... Um, we are post um, the Shahids uh, from the protests that got killed post by the cops. Post-78. Post-78. And just as the government's gearing up for Blue Star. 
So post 78 is really when Prachar started coming up saying, look, we've proven to you over the last several years that the government doesn't care about you and that you guys need to get ready because the government's coming. And the only way to do that is now by embracing your Sikhi because that's what they want to destroy. If So that's kind of where you think we're at now in that timeline, if we're going with the whole well, thing, history repeating itself. Yeah. And one thing I guess I left out in that summary is, you know, there's mass arrest. It's not just a targeted Amripal Singh and his close associates. There's mass arrest. Uh, journalists, three, people. lawyers. The journalists, lawyers. That That's besides the point. I'm just thinking like... Basically anyone who showed up to a smogum or was anywhere... I don't think it's that loose as either, but still, um, people who are arrested, if they weren't, you know, hardened against the state and the government already, just by feeling the sheer, you know, second class citizenship that, that they were probably feeling when they, um, you know, uh, started resisting or started, you know, going along with these Khalistan, not a, um, they definitely do now. Uh, and I'm not talking about the guys who, you know, you know, gave up drugs and, and just took them. I'm talking about the guys who, you know, kind of felt some ways about the government, kind of felt like they were second class citizens, kind of, you know, looked up to the that rhetoric that Amr Paul Singh preached. This this is when you are hardened and you're, you get out and you're like, fuck this. Like I spent a week in jail. I got I got tortured. I got slapped around. I got humiliated. Um, this, this is the last doubt that I am, you know, a second class citizen in the country I was born in. Um, maybe this is like the creation of militancy, but, right? But isn't, but isn't do you think the, the government's ba- but do, do you think the government's baiting them into it though? <sighs> like they're creating this, this, I mean, I mean, that's what all nations create their, their, yeah, they're creating this, degree, the right? chaos, right? So they can control it. They have a justification to control it. So, but at the same time, I mean, could the, <laughs> I'm sure when they arrest these guys and they slap them around, their thinking is, well, now you got slapped around, you got a warning shot. You better think twice. And that's when people are like, you know what? I was part of it. I thought it was cool. But yeah, this is a little too real for me. I got family and kids at home. Let's just go back to how it was. No. Yeah. Is that well, possible? If, if this is just a test of you know people's flight or fight response, then the people who have that flight response, great. But then the other fifty percent or whatever it is that have that fight response, you know, they are gonna go around saying, "Not I heard this happen to somebody." They're gonna go around as a testimonial. I am the product of what cops can do to you because it happened to me. Um, rise up with me and uh you know fight back and it won't just be it well i hope it doesn't escalate to this but it could just be that it's no longer um you know naughty and and chance and maybe some battering of stores or taxis like it could easily get worse and it and it could be fueled by what the government's done in this large roundup so that that's the that's a fucked up part of this and then they have like i'm repulsing if if it's true that he's escaped and he gets out, I mean, I don't know what that means. Uh, if your leader is outside of the country, if that means something to you or not. Um, I, I honestly, I thought the smartest play would have been, okay, fine. You know, the cops have this arrest warrant. You are on the back foot, but you say, you know, maybe a day or two days later, 
that I'm going to show up at this police station with, uh, you know, unarmed and have every media outlet there is possible there and turn yourself over. Because I got to imagine anybody who took this type of, you know, step or responsibility is actually willing to give up their life. Um, and that doesn't just mean like take a bullet for the cause. That also means like maybe you are a political prisoner in life for jail, right? It's easier said than done, but I'm not the one who's like talking that game. One thing that kind of got me though was, and this is something that Gurkirat Singh, uh, he's this photographer who lived with Amr Singh over the last few months and who made some great little, posted a lot of cool videos on YouTube and stuff, really dissecting into Amr Singh's philosophy and what his goals were and all that kind of stuff. Um, you said, look, the police were given their itinerary every day. The police knew where he was going. He was going to go to Musewala's Barsi the next day and speak there. He was invited as a guest to speak. The police knew wh- where he was going to be. If they wanted to capture him, it's not out of the norm to yeah. just... It's not very difficult. Yeah, It's not difficult. They literally, police would show yeah. up at his house in the morning. They're, you know, they would serve them cha because that's just the... Uh, Punjabi hospitality thing to do. Cops were very that were interacting with the family at that time. Apparently, were very civil, to say the least. They were just like, "Look, we're doing our job. We're just here to keep an eye that nothing bad comes, and maybe even protect you from like gangsters or whatever that you are saying or after you or might be after you." And it sounded like it was a very civil discourse and relationship that they did have, um, and that he wasn't. This, like, the cops just don't know where he is. The cops always, at all times, knew what was going on and what he was capable of. Um, but they chose to, you know, all right, we're coming after you now. Go. And they kind of... Was it, was it directed by the, the, <clears throat> the state police or was it directed by the central government? Like, what's the... I'm just... I'm, 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 I'm obli- oblivious so to technically, most of this, so. technically, state police... Mm-hmm. Um, and now but, Randy's going to tell us the real story about um, the party. And remember, you yeah, well, no, I'm, I'm just wondering: no, no, is, no. It, is it like do they have an equivalent on an FBI that's kind of saying, okay, well, this is a <clears throat> a domestic uh, terrorist kind of angle that they've taken now, so it heightens their powers, or is it more from a, a local level where there's just like you know that situation you described before? Well, it's, well it's, that's it's, what the arrest warrants for. We're going after him because of that. It's Bhagwan Man who, on paper, is the one who you know is the one who signed the paper to make this happen. Um, before he got elected, and one of the biggest critiques of the party he is the face of in Punjab, Admi Party, is that they are puppets of Kedriwal, who is the uh, you know one who started the party and, and currently the Union CM of Delhi. A Admi Party wants to model itself as a party that could be a national party. They want to show them show that when we are elected in the states that we can govern. So not only is there pressure from you know Modi Sarkar to a certain point, there's pressure from Kedriwal, uh, and this is all based on rumor and conjecture and and what the motive could be you know for what's happening, but it's it's more and more becoming, I guess, accepted. It's an accepted view that. Bhagwant Man did this because he had pressure from central government. And this kind of cements the previous rumors that he's merely just a figurehead or a puppet for um, central powers or Kedrival. And I totally agree with that. It's my personal view. I think it's simply just a puppet. 
um, and this move kind of cements it. I, I, the Ajinala incident, it, it really shows or looked like to me that they were uh, unsure of how to handle Amrit Paul Singh. Um, and that only once there was pressure from people outside of Punjab did Bhagwan Man's hand get forced and, and take the step that he took. I don't know if it was, you know, a, a, a buildup of months and months and it was just like them biding their time. I think, think they just cut their heads. Do you think uh, they're just making big mistakes along the way, like cutting the internet was... Oh, this just, is terrible. With, with, yeah, which is a terrible decision and it's... The optics of it are so bad at this point. It's like, I mean, they can't, they can't apologize. I mean, like, you can't say like, yeah, we screwed up. It's pretty fucked that that's a, that's like a even a step. Imagine like every time we get an amber alert, that internet was shut off in the GTA. We went straight. Uh, I mean, we had this during the protests here over COVID and stuff, where the government executed their. Uh, I forget what it's called right now. It's me, but emergency the, act. the emergencies act, you know, and I remember when that happened, I'm like, look, this is messed up. Y'all just can't just start denying people and cutting out their bank accounts and, you know, really leveling, taking that sort of leap of law into the government's end. Uh, and, but in Punjab and in India, I think they're number one at the number of internet cutoffs. It's like a routine. They, yeah, it's it's like a routine. But maybe like, maybe that's what it is. It's so normal to them that they don't even think it's a big deal. It's it's kind of is. I mean, I'm just I'm just saying maybe that's just normal protocol for them. They're like, oh, what's the big deal? This is what we always do. And obviously, to us, it's this reaction that we're having. But maybe that's just standard protocol for them. Yeah, and, and like, like, has it happened in other states? That's that that would be my. And and that's a whole other conversation, man. I mean. Yeah. Uh, and that just speaks to India as a whole, like what's been going on there for the last 10, mm. 15 years, um, how civil liberties and government control has kind of crept up on people and they don't even know about it. It's like being a lobster in a bucket. You, 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 it's, we're already at a point where you're cooked. You don't realize it, but you're cooked. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, I, I see the, the protests happening in Israel tonight. Um, and what's happening there, and and I can't I can't help but wonder if if they are a good parallel for for India because there are so many similarities there. Um, but I'm amazed that the protests are happening in Israel, and honestly, India's due for it because for those that don't know, and Israel's a whole separate topic. Basically, the government's trying to topple, you know, the. Well, I think I want to get into Israel. We have I feel like we still have something. To, we have time to go into Israel also, but. What you said is, you know, the people in Israel felt a need to stand up to this government thing. And in India, the legit infant job, and this is a discussion I've had with people that's really like burned, not burned bridges, but really like where people have collided heads on. In Punjab, they cut your civil liberties. The police can almost act in large part with impunity, it seems. And everyone's kind of known this from when we were kids stories. You get a traffic ticket, yeah, just slip them some money. They'll let you go. You keep going. Um, and sometimes if police know that you're from out of town, they'll give you a little bit of a nudge, nudge. You don't, you don't want to, uh, mess with us type thing. How can you get on our good side? Oh yeah. Thank you. Like we've all heard stories about that. So, but in, it's almost like it's been accepted. Like that's just how business roams. And now with the internet cutoffs and all that, we see protests everywhere happening, but 
in the West, in UK, in Canada, in America. And obviously you don't get that sort, same sort of thing in India when part of that's kind of like, well, they're seeing all the people get arrested. No one's wanting to be join that thing. But, you know, you see journalists, a lot of them saying, yeah, I don't think I want to talk about this. Or the reverse is happening. A lot of liberal media who you would think would be on this conservative media. I don't know how you want to, but no one's kind of saying, yeah, that's really fucked up. And we want to hold you guys accountable for this. Everyone's saying, like, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. The government is yeah, But let's cut out the West for a second, right? I mean, obviously, the Western perspective doesn't really matter. I mean, if, if it's something that actually matters to them, we were proven last year when they did the farmers' protest that when it matters to them, they will stand up. When they feel for a cause, they're going to stand up and do something, and they clearly did. I'm just not seeing the same reaction right now. No, the, right? there's there's definitely a, a lack of apathy. Yeah, it's just yeah. But, like yo, know, it's just, it's an isolated situation. But we on the in the West feel like the situation is. But the people there, like you know, you say, well, they, you know, they they don't care as much. Yeah, they don't. When it was a farmers' protest, they did because it was going to personally affect them. One so thing I want to say is like one one of the people who became famous during the farmers' protest, uh, Navjot. I think his I forget his last name. I can't remember if it's Sandu or Sandu or but it was Navjot mm-hmm. Singh. Um, he's the guy who caught that big water cannon to the chest and it was part of like while they were going through the big blockade he got arrested during this so one part of yeah, me was yeah, thinking maybe they're yeah. using this as a let's get some people who you know we wanted to talk who you know defied us in the past let's yeah. get catch up with yeah, them and give them a bit of a reminder Don would have also got picked up too right but he didn't which guy and all the union chiefs and shit like that Lika. yeah yeah okay um there are lots of figureheads that were much bigger than that guy that could have got picked up, but they didn't. My point is, I don't think that the the people there care are having that visceral reaction as the West. Um, and I think there's something to that. I mean, you know, when I talk to family over there, everything's kosher. Like, yeah, a few days, but it's it's back to normal. Like, it's not a. And, you and, know, it's, it hasn't impacted my life, so it's like whatever. And it wasn't right. uh, it wasn't a blackout all over Punjab, or if it was, it wasn't long lasting. I mean, the people I know in the cities, like, no, if you had, if you had, you had Wi-Fi, it was fine. Yeah. Just, just it, it was mobile internet. Yeah, it was just yeah. Mobile. Well, they they were all good. Um, and even then, like, I think only in three or four um, districts was the internet cut out. Mocha being one of them. Um, it. it I don't know. I, I I think I think people more so took the view there that hey, I'm not part of it. Doesn't affect me. We'll see what happens when the dust settles. And is yeah. that messed up though, or is that is it messed up that that's? No, I think that because they're there, they live there. Who the hell are we to throw gas on that fire? I mean, and there, yeah, we can see it from the the reminders and and the wounds that we have from the past. But I mean. When you speak to them, it's completely 180 view, right? It's just like, no, it's all good. Like, you know, life's back to normal. We're doing whatever. I'm like, all right, cool. As long as you're good, right? It's just, it's just a, it's not this dark cloud that's being, uh, you know, maybe in the media and even the other side, you know, what's going on and and radicalize this and that. I just think that's more um, theatrics than what's actually happening or the sentiments, the people that live there. So I I just want to go to an earlier point I was trying to make is that, they're, they have these like laws, these wide sweeping laws that give governments and cost power, UAPA and IA Act. Um, 
you can basically be black black bagged and put in prison without you know seeing a judge for you know 10 15 days um and without a lot of evidence okay so people in punjab know that the government has these powers they elected their officials who um you know put forward these bills and made them laws so everybody knows what are the consequences of rebelling i kind of at a certain point you got to you got to think they've waited out uh is this worth it not so much farmers protest yes this is going to affect me so it's going to affect me personally yeah uh if 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 i am going to get thrown into prison over this and not see my family forever maybe 10 15 years Nah, I'll pass. I'll wait for something worse. And to continue making that point, Amit Paul Singh also knew about these consequences of his actions, even if they were innocent. And you know, he was his goal was to just you know rid of get rid of drugs in Punjab. He knew he was taking on drug cartels that have links to the government, so he's pissing off the government. And his speech. You know, did at a certain point get political. He did start talking about Khalistan and pushing back against, you know, the definition of Sikh in in the constitution, with you know, or the lack thereof. So there were these challenges to the central government that he had that went beyond his angle of just reforming uh, people and taking away from drugs in Punjab. Um, so knowing about what the shitstorm could be coming at him, I, I gotta feel like you know. He knew of the consequences. He faced them face on, but he kind of didn't. I mean, he spoke about them openly saying, look, I know that these are topics and these are situations that don't please the government. I'm doing the job the police should be doing. So it's embarrassing for them if I'm coming out here talking about all the drugs and stuff and highlighting it. But he said, why are we subjected to not being allowed to talk about this stuff? We should be able to talk about Sikh sovereignty and what that looks like. We should be able to talk about these things openly. The fact that we're not and that we're afraid to is problematic. Um, yeah. Right? And so... And, and that, that's fair. But and, and but that makes sense in, in the West and in India and the country of... Like, honestly, <laughs> the country of sheep. Um, that's not going to fly. And he knew that. So he... I, I'm not saying his message is wrong in that sense that we should be allowed to speak about Khalistan that it's their democratic right to yes on paper but in practice that's not allowed and there might not be a will for it so if there isn't a will for it even a will for people to want to talk about it openly um, maybe we're seeing it you know that he got arrested and the and Punjab hasn't you know flipped upside down trying to figure out where he is we have do, 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 I think it's a bit naive as well as our part that we kind of hold them to the same standard as other westernized countries. You know, if this happened in China, we'd be like, yeah, like, yeah go figure. Yeah. Like, right, what do you think was going to happen, right? But do we automatically assume that, you know, yeah, they operate at a different time? I mean, what, what, when, like, do we put, yeah. when do we put them on par? That's just my question. If you know that's how they operate and that's what they do, I think then, it goes back to the... Like, like you're saying, he, he knew the smoke would come for whatever he said, so I mean... But I feel like it goes uh, back to some other things we talked about where it's like, but didn't we see this coming? Yeah, we did see it coming. But now it's another. It's more of a recent example of this is everything we said was going to happen that you guys are proving us right again. And it's like, well, 
But, but why are we not letting losing, you? Right? Like, if the people in the country don't care, it, that's that's where I'm getting at, right? It's just, I guess, we just have to get here, out of our Western heads. Or it's easy to sit on the side and say, and they're, like, it's like they're like, no, it's. I think part of me when I say we is the West that likes to glorify and sit on a high stool when it comes to prosecuting other nations mm-hmm. and yeah. putting sanctions on other nations for such violations, kind of ignoring mm-hmm. what's going on. When it's like, look, how much more evidence do you need that this is someone that is just as bad as everyone else you like to sanction? Maybe you need to really like go at them for this. And they're just like, yeah, not the worst thing that could be doing. We're keeping a close eye on the situation. Um, And you know what I mean? Because I think after 84, one of the big things in the West was the West doesn't know what's going on because no one's telling them. So then it came about, how do we get their attention? Okay, let's get politicians on board. But then you kind of, in our generation, it kind of became clear, well, I don't think they care. I think they know, but they don't care. Um, and I think that's kind of what we're seeing more here is we're just not I seeing... I also think they're baiting us. There's two factions, right? There was one faction that, you know, you're out there protesting, you know, you don't have the Khalistan flags and whatnot. You know, that's that's one side of it. And the other side is the human rights side where you, you take a different approach, right? But taking the former you're just giving the government just goes to these western nations look there's separatists in your country it was the guy who stood up in the british parliament saying there's active Khalistani terrorists yeah. and, and, and like and you hear start hearing that language you're like oh you, you've just you've literally walked into what they wanted you to do right now if you stood as a six or you know that wasn't the approach and we did it a bit differently and say hey, these are human rights violations that's a different type of pressure right they're just justifying what they're doing. Say, look, you guys have your own domestic problem, um, and, and this is why we're doing what we're doing. It's a, it's a, it's a game. It's, it's, it's just like uh, you kind of watch it, and they're probably saying, there, "Look, look what they did at our embassy. We can, we can justify our actions. This, this actually exists. This is a problem. Um, is it a problem? Has it been? Is this something we sit around in clubs and, and discuss here in the No, this is not something until we get something happens and. This aggravation happens and all these guys get together and it's it's now it's a reason to let's go, go fight the man. But they've just taken that as a as a hey, this is a real story. This is it's a real all, it's problem. It's also like a double edged uh, thing, right? It's kinda like you know yeah. they're baiting you. You know when they do these things, they bait you, they show 100%. up and they do their protests, they're baiting you. There's so much 100%. bait here. But at the same time, another part of it is, yeah, but fuck, we're not pussies either. Yeah, we're gonna come out talking shit. It takes a lot of restraint not to want to show up and push smarter. back. I, 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 I'm you know saying, I mean? yeah, just got to play smarter. And so a lot of you times I feel like, yeah, we do take the bait, but at the same time, I can't blame us for taking the bait because there's a level of honesty that needs to I be think, preserved. I think they play to our anger. They know. I think we're, known we're, an, angry, I think we're an angry bunch. Yeah, yeah, just to flame these guys, and that's it. These guys are going to be pissed off. They know the stereotype. They know what there's truth Exactly, to it, right? So we need to, baby, so like... people need to play a bit smarter, right? That's all I'm saying. It, it just, there's there's two stories going on, one in the West and what's what's in India. Like, it's it's so many different stories. Even on Twitter, you're like, I don't really don't know what's going on anymore, right? Like, so, people are saying yeah. vile crap on Twitter. Like, everyone's being called the Khalistani. And you just, you're, and you're I, just and I see like, it on the other side, too, where, like, I see six who will take, you know, they'll get personal and they'll make some really bad remarks towards Hindus too. I'm like, look, man, you gotta know yeah, when to draw the line. And no, but you, but see, the thing is, if you want to live in the West mm. and now, you, you know, you were talking about, well, we're over here. I'm getting, you can't say that shit here. You can't say that shit in Canada. But I think you just are. gotta not even be, not being able to say that shit. I think there's some stuff you just gotta be like, you shouldn't look, think like, yeah, you shouldn't, that's just not part of the thinking you should have. 
But and then I'm like, I understand your anger. Right, and I understand your anger. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not telling you where not to direct that anger, but I feel like we bait into it. And I think Harjot Bungle, the lawyer from UK, had a point where he's like, you can't be making this a human rights thing while constantly talking yeah. about talking shit about them in there you go. on human yeah. rights form. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're going to talk about this in human rights, you got to at least be consistent with preserving their I mean, level of humanity also. Um, I mean, aside from the, the, the random, obviously, the, 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 the thousands of people that have been arrested. I mean, promoting the, the internet outage as a human rights issue. Once again, when I think it's a normal thing in their country. And China does it all. China controls their internet. The firewall. <laughs> you, you, can't, you know, I mean, is that now? Are we going to protest that all the time and say this is human I mean, rights? It's something that everyone can't... holds against China for. Is like no, no one's protesting it. We don't. No one's protesting it, it here. We, like... as a, we as a people don't stand up and say, "Hey, we're with those people." And we got like, no, it's. I think it's pretty normal, and that's how they control their problems. Be it right or wrong. I mean, I'm. It's not. I don't make. I mean, the firewall is constantly criticized as no, no. I, it's criticized. Freedoms, right? Well, let's say in, in India, that's just the way they've done things for the last ten years. Let's just say that's yeah, but example. India is like uh, without borders, right? So if they hear about it and know about it, then they can understand. Somebody online might out there might understand that. Mm. You know, One this is normal kind of in most places in the world. Why are we being subjected to it? That's kind of like the angle. Uh, it's like someone not knowing they're a victim until they realize what's you i guess reset their normal and mm -hmm. to that point i guess like when we see twitter now censoring a lot of accounts at the behest of the indian government yeah the previous uh twitter also did this it's not just a post elon well, they, thing right but well, they walked into they walked into their offices threatening arresting everybody at the head office and that's and how that they got their control. Yeah. But that didn't even come down to, you know, Elon didn't even react to that. There isn't, I think Elon took the, I'm not going to give this any attention. Probably has uh, business there. You know, simple as that. And that's what I kind of came, that was my conclusion yeah. after is maybe Twitter, because Elon said Twitter, the purchase of Twitter has great benefit for Tesla. And this is, you know, conspiracy. But Twitter is seen as this journalistic platform. It's a, it's a newspaper of degree within social media, everyone goes to Twitter for the news. They go to see what's happening. That's where everyone looks to. If Elon can control what gets on Twitter, governments would love that because there's certain things governments don't want on Twitter. And in exchange for giving governments stricter controls and finer granularity of you know what's being pushed on. And Twitter has done this. The Twitter files that he exposed show that you know Twitter wasn't this sanctimonious free speech place. It was whatever politics at that time that I mean, Twitter Google, believed in. Google's, Google's done this right? for years too, right? You can't Google, get Google, Facebook, they all kind of yeah, do this. They all do it. Yeah. But I think Elon realized this is a poker chip he wants to control because he has, he needs governments for Tesla. Mm. It's, you know, how can he better suit himself than now? And so I started looking at things from that angle. And I'm like, look, we need, we need to not be beholden to social media. It's something I thought, thought of during the farmers protest that we willingly behold in ourselves to these platforms that really don't care about us. Um, yeah. And there are ways around it. That, that's what I guess frustrates me is there are ways around it that we don't fully I mean, adopt. For, for a minority, it's it's a big platform, right? It's a way to get your your voice across and, and, and put a seen. spotlight on yourself and seen. And so I can see why it's important, but I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, but if it's a means for us to communicate everyone's with a crying, ourselves. Everyone's crying to Elon Musk. When I geek on Naya, like, come on, man. 
he doesn't care. Or there comes the next time. He's either, bu- he's either he's... busy. He's either busy digging a hole or trying to get to the moon. Like, doesn't care, right? He just it's monies and and more power for him. Like, move on, right? He's not gonna he's not gonna bow to the pressure of, uh, you know, a more minority population because he thinks it's the right. He he won't do it. You know, it's just wasted wasted energy. Focus on something else. So stepping away from, I guess the erosion of democracy what do you guys think okay about this there's three theories he's Amar Paul Singh yeah, I'll wait for Robbie to come back alright he's back so the theories are Amar Paul Singh is in black bag and in prison somewhere maybe we'll see him someday maybe we won't he's killed or that it's true that he is actually on the run the other two are pretty, I guess, you know, um, some zero alternatives. If he's disappeared, well, we'll never know. If he is uh, murdered, well, you know, maybe we'll find out, maybe we won't. If he's on the run, is that a good idea for him? For his supporters? GTA I mean, 5 star? You mean um, like, like running? Yeah, he's running away from India. Is is that um, is that the right move? Is that a good look? Are we are we in the community saying yes, run away, get away, get out of India? I think it would hurt in some degrees, but I think it would help in others. I think it would hurt in now his detractors can say, "Look at you, you're a coward." Obviously, that's what the government. And I think part of me that's the theory I'm thinking the government wants to take with this, and why they keep pushing because I think. He is disappeared. They caught him. I don't know if they're keeping him alive or if he's gone. But I think the government's end goal is to paint him as a coward. Of look, he was just trying to rile you guys up to take the bullet, while himself yeah. not willing to. Right? False, false prophet. Yeah. And so I feel like the angle that we're gonna see a lot in the future could possibly be even showing him with his haircut, saying, "Look, he sacrificed all that sicky that he was talking about the first to get as soon away. as it got tough. Yeah. He got rid of it, and here's pictures of him in you know some southern state." As a Mona again, you know, in hiding. Uh, so to that end, hiding, I think, plays into that narrative. But if he were to get out, gets to Canada, gets to UK, gets to... And I don't even know... And that was another thing. Do these countries allow him in as a refugee in asylum, right? But I mean, is he, has he been labeled a terrorist in India? I, I'm just asking, is he... Is that the official designation of... The media says he's, he's a terrorist, 100%. So I don't know if... Yeah, forget they, the media. I'm just the government, right? The, if the government's labeled as that, then he has no rights anywhere he goes. Yeah, so I feel like right. they have. Um, so I don't know if they'll yeah, give so. him any sort of asylum anywhere. But to that point, if he were to get out with his case intact, with his sicky intact, and he's like, listen, this is what went down. I'm not against what I did. I'm not... But he's like, for what we're trying to do, we need to keep the building this morcha and we need to build momentum. I could see it hurting his image to a degree, but I think it's salvageable image that you can repair. No, I mean, he's done. He can't go back. Well, what imagery is he going to have? Yeah, I he's think a ground a roots, He's a ground roots guy, right? I mean, that's, that's essentially what we're... If he's not there, what's he doing? Yeah, I think it's a no-go for me. Uh, only in the sense that, I mean, uh, if I make the comparison that he likes to make himself uh, of like Sanjay Nalsing, Comparison not in the sense that like he says, you know, he's like him, but he models himself off Sundra Now Singh. And he says, he says, why wouldn't I model? That's someone I look up to. It's like, yeah, that's fair. That's totally fair. Wanna... Well, if, if that's the case, 
then there are two times from my Sundarnal Singh trivia, correct me if I'm wrong, that, you know, there's a arrest warrant issue. The first time he walked into a police station when there was an arrest warrant issued and, um, you know, it was, he walked in, rolled in with a bunch of his guys. He answered whatever questions. He was released right away. Second time, uh, he's like, yeah, arrest warrant. I'm in the bar, sob, come and get me. And we all know how that ended. Um, but there was an honesty there that he lives and dies by what he believes in and that he's not going to run, um, which is why, you know, a lot of us, that's one of the things most people admired about him. Um, so I think this hurts. If, if it is true that he, he's on the run, it's kind of like he's got a lot of people in trouble and now you're chilling because, you know, your wife's British or something and you can get to the UK. Mm. Was that was is that he's he's a, does he have a UK passport? I have no idea, but well, uh, just hypothetically, right? Like I know his mm-hmm. wife's not not Indian, so um, I, I mean, it kind of sucks for all the people that are there who believed in him and and you know are in jail, the three four hundred people, but he dipped. I think it deflates the movement, and I think yeah, it's fair that that detraction of look, you know, this coward ran away. That's I'm not calling him a coward because facing a lifetime in jail is no easy task, but... Or death. Or death. Mm. But he, don't say it in the media that, yeah, you'll, you're at the mm. front of the room and you'll take a bullet if you have to, right? I think for the government, it's, it's, it's an interesting one. Let's say they have caught him. Unless they have, uh, you know, they are going to plan that encounter crop that they are notorious for. Um, they won't happen that for months. Let that shit cool down, let people forget about it, and then all of a sudden... Uh, we finally caught him. Or he actually got away, and it's a bad look for the freaking government. 27 million <laughs> internet connections down, and you couldn't catch one guy. That's not a good look either, right? The dude evaded an uh, entire that, military force. Uh, kind of like, <laughs> what are they doing? a bad look. Take, I mean, I, <laughs> so, yeah, I, don't know, I don't know which one it is, but either way, it's not. Uh, but I always felt like the government they, they gotta play very carefully. They they're going to play very carefully right now, right? So. Like, I would think they'd be more willing to look like fools for not being able to catch him and just have him disappear and continuously try to leak these blurred, pixelated, you know, yeah. 1980s, you know, CCTV video footage of him. I saw the dude, vaguely the dude with walking. the goggles, dude with the goggles walking away or whatever. Yeah. And <laughs> some sort of crossing the street is like, uh, my Paul Singh. He had an umbrella. Yeah. The umbrella one was yeah. funny. Um, but yeah, in my opinion, their whole thing is going to be now let's show him. T- Get rid of his hero. How do you get rid of his hero? Show him having sacrificed his Sikhi to get away. Mm, right? Mm. To catch him. Catch him and like shave his... Like, I wouldn't put it past him for them to shave his head and say, look, we found him. He's dead. He was had his hair slicked back when we caught him. And he tried to fire at us. You know? They, well, they I, could cut his hair. They, they could cut his hair right now. We don't know. Right? I mean, like, I could see them doing a lot of things, but... They can't just cut his hair in jail and say, look, we caught him in jail with his haircut. Because then people are like, no. But they got to catch him in a way that really, like, makes us feel like, oh, man, that was really cowardice. And I feel like that's what they want us to. That's where I take all these images and these he's running from us. Here's where we saw him last, like Carmen San Diego things. Um, you, know, you know, the only reason why I don't think he's actually caught is because Indians are notoriously terrible at keeping secrets. Especially, like, if it's, like, 
you know, any low level cop is involved, like it's getting out. These guys are on the border, like doing covert ops and sending videos to their boys in the bend. And like that's pretty normal. So fuck. Like in that in that sense, like I kind of I kind of figure like if he's in jail or in prison somewhere, someone someone would say something by now. But the same time, video, we still don't know who but we still don't know who caught Calder, right? Like we don't know names of all the cops that were different era, different era, but different same, era. You still, I think they know how to keep a secret when they want to. Uh, they could easily say, "Hey, look, if and you saw this, someone put him bounty, saying hundred fifty thousand dollars USD in rupees for anyone who snitches and tells us what's good." Is that enough to motivate a cop, you think? Or are these the cops on the inn that say, listen, if it goes out, we know it was only you 12 who were in on this. If if it comes out, we know where to crack down and you saw what we did to them. We're going to do mean, worse look, to our own. That was just a nice headline. I can't imagine that actually being real. Because what? Someone in India is going to say, yes, here's money to go against the state and, you know, be a traitor like no your money's gonna get seized so if it's somebody outside of india saying hey here's one crore pass on information well that money's not good to anybody in india right i mean or it's like okay i'm gonna <laughs> this is gonna be my exit out of india pretty impractical i mean it's a cute headline <laughs> yeah but anyways that's kind of where we're at that but let's get back to israel now so people in israel are angry what happened in israel that got people angry um, well, I guess the background you kind of understand is Israel is a country that is governed by a lot of, um, political parties. So it's not like, you know, Canada has like really two, I guess, you know, three, four parties, but two main ones, uh, in parliament right now, there's like 10, 15, okay. In, in Israel. And they are constantly last little while have been swapping rule like so there's one pm for like eight months ten months because they're governed by factions okay a couple of parties be like i have this many seats i have this many seats i will you know say okay to these bills if you make me prime minister and give us like the lead on decision making right so uh, over the last like what three four years i think um new PMs have been coming in because of this like power sharing agreement that these parties are coming up with and constantly destabilizes as soon as there's like a little bit of friction. So uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, yeah, nine, yeah, whatever, BB. Wow, you said that really pretty well. <laughs> that was some, uh, I've been rehearsing this name. No, no, I think I, I said it wrong. Um, but everybody calls him BB as, uh, as a nickname. So BB, um, he was in power for a long time. He was a long-serving prime minister. Then, due to some corruption charges, he got ousted. Um, but they're just charges. He hasn't been convicted. Um, there was, you know, power changed hands a few times. And somehow, he's found himself back into the seat of power. Uh, he hasn't been convicted yet. His conviction apparently was almost certain. Um and if he's convicted, then he'd be ruled unfit to lead, and that would again create another power vacuum. So BB comes into power, and all of a sudden he um, puts forward this bill um, 
that says we, the government, are able to, I guess, veto the Supreme Court. Um, we can also dis- uh, are going to change what the jurisdiction of the courts are, what issues they can decide on, um, and really take full control of, you know, uh, the country. So, in a sense, essentially, the government would run um, the country with no checks to power, like we have here and, and other democracies where there's the courts and the government constantly checking each other's power, okay? So this pissed off a lot of people because the current government, if you had to describe them, they're pretty right-wing conservative. Um, and same with the faction parties. And, you know, BB promised all these parties that, yo, look, like, I promise I'll push this bill through. And then we can, you know, move forward with our agenda, which is pretty shitty if you're a Palestinian or an Arab-Israeli uh, uh, citizen. And anyone else who's like center or left there, right? So people started protesting, saying, you know, this is essentially a dissolution of our democracy. And how did the other factions like, react, though? Wouldn't other factions know the other that this factions is- are pushing against it, but they don't have enough votes. This faction in, in power right now, they yeah. they're you know they have the majority uh, pushing up BB as long as you got to get this through. And BB, this guy, he needs this because. He needs to push this bill through before he gets convicted for corruption, right? Because as soon as he gets his bill through, he's going to shut that shit down. He can shut the courts down. That case is yes. no longer okay. Yes. Okay. So they can't meddle with him being in power. So he needs this. All right. So now we got mass protests in uh, Israel, but he doesn't give a fuck because it's just people protesting, not a big deal. But. But then all of a sudden, all the reservists, they're like, yo, we're joining the protest. And this so that's a is... Coup. Huh? That's kind of like a coup. No, 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 no. Not the whole army, but like no the reserves. reserves in Israel are, are a big deal. They're considered heroes. In Israel, like of, when you're 18, you have to do a tour or a couple yeah, of tours. Two, two years, I think it is, right? Israel Defense Force. You're, you know, you're part yeah. of IDF. And then you're, all, you're part of reserves. So everybody you grew up with has at some point you know, served, and a lot of people will say, okay, you know, uh, a lot of people will say, I've done my two years, I'm never going to do this again, but a lot of people say, hey, look, I'll be in the reserve force, I'm a patriot, if you ever need me, call me up. All of a sudden, these reserve air force, and there's one other arm of their, arm, uh, you know, their service wing, it was the air force and one other one, they're like, we are going to join the protests, because this is fucked up, and that's when it's like, fuck. This is this is fucked up. And today, uh, the defense minister agreed. They're like, yeah, you know, this is fucked up, and he got fired. And now we're seeing the mass protests we are today, mm-hmm. going to two, three a.m. in Israel. But I couldn't help but think that this is like India in so many ways, because Israel is a country that's surrounded by a whole bunch of Arab countries that would love to see Israel wiped off the map, more or less. So they have this like deeply entrenched patriotism built up about their country, about you can say whatever you want, but Israel's number one. You don't fuck with Israel. You don't uh, destabilize you know the country internally because you have too many external enemies. The army is untouchable. It's like a it's like a something that you know you don't fuck with. It's salute the flag, American style patriotism. India has that too. The Braves, the Bravehearts, right? You don't fuck with the army, the reputation. But 
the attack on civil liberties is so blatant this time, so bad, that everybody, including members of the armed wing or the you know, service wing, were like, fuck it, like, this is too far. BB, you've gone too far. We're going to protest. So I, you know, we don't really talk about Israel too much, not that we need to. I have took a personal interest to it and looked into it just because, like, fuck, like, they mirror Indian society in a certain way. Because, yeah, have all these external factors of, like, you know, quote off quote Pakistan. I don't believe that much, but China, you know, being against them, those external um, enemies, uh, economic or you know, military wise, um, and they, 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 there's a sense of you know, anything that is anti-Indian is anti-national, and you're you're an enemy of the state. Basically, why they hate Punjabis. And that that's Punjabis and, and all, you know, the farmers protest, any protest against government is considered anti-national. They just fucking broad strokes it. Um, but at a certain point, like the average person in India outside of Punjab has got to say, yo, look, they censor media. They censor lawyers. Um, they can manage what I do and don't see on TV and on the Internet. I am being fed information. And the day they go after the courts... Oh, get this. Rahul Gandhi, who is the That's leader was, of the opposition... I was actually curious about that. Mm. Does this tie into them kicking out... Rahul Gandhi, Gandhi the face of the opposition, um, he just got convicted for to go to jail for two years for defamation of, of Modi. So with him gone, like in parliament, who the fuck is going to say anything in Modi now? Nobody, right? It's like, we're getting rid of you for talking shit to us. Rubber stamp, rubber stamp everything. So the erosion of democracy in, in India is so crazy. I'm shocked that we're not seeing things or it's not creeping towards what we're seeing in Israel right now. I'm fucking like... But is it the same thing where people are just like, yeah, it doesn't really affect us. Like just like we're seeing in Punjab mm. where they're just like, yeah, it's okay. You think they're not in, do you think people don't understand it though? I mean, you have a country that's made up of so many different languages. Or have they just not had the time people, to react? They all speak, the government mostly speaks in English at times or Hindi and half the country can't even understand it. You know, Let that, alone understand what the hell's going on in the government or it affects them in their daily life. Most people are out there just trying to eat. It's, right? uh, uh, it's, it's a country that has the largest English-speaking population in the world. Yeah. Um, especially amongst the young. They have a huge middle class now that keeps growing month by month. Um, I got I I I gotta believe that they can't just be so stupid. And there there there's something that hasn't happened outside of Punjab, with the I mean, the, me- the media is all biased as well, right? It's all controlled, right? I mean, it's kind of like a Fox News situation where it's not really they're kind of dictating what. But they do have alternative think. media because we do see left wing journalism and stuff in India, and, which is. But it, but there's no there's no like media house for it anymore. It's all gone. It's all bought up. There is no CBC. Mm. There is no like alternative view there. There is no CNN versus Fox News. They they're all Fox News, and then you have a couple of reporters, and independents, but there's no network. That's the fucked up part. It's but it's so blatant. I'm, I'm wondering why the penny hasn't fall, fallen in, in all over. Like the places are expected to happen, are you know Bombay. Um, Bangalore, Chennai, Delhi, but you don't see that yet. And it's fucking crazy. There's a few universities that are like, yo, this is fucked up. Very liberal universities like 
JNU and Delhi comes to mind. They protest all the time, but it's actually crazy that there's not you know widespread protest near Parliament in India. We also saw protests in France where the government was like, "Yeah, we want to push the age of retirement that you start getting your pension by two years," and the country got up. They like <laughs> took a break from oh. eating cheese and crackers to, you France, know, they got France up there with their baguettes. France will protest a traffic jam. <laughs> they don't traffic again and protest. But those yeah, protests are pretty crazy, the recent ones. No, they're they're they have a culture of protest. Like France. But this was actually this was a valid protest. It I'd is a valid pissed. protest. I'd be pissed. <laughs> I can only imagine like Measure, Measure, Measure 62. They yeah. announced that shit. I'd be so pissed. <laughs> These fuckers got me. The world's in an interesting place right now. And I mean, obviously I'm I look at what's happening in Canada and I'm like, well, what how do our governments react to this or see it you know none of our governments really care about what's happening in Punjab. now we'll see how they react to what's happening in israel obviously some will say because you know governments both us and canada have been pretty soft in general on israel in the past they kind of give them a a free get out of jail card for misdoings where they'll criticize yeah, but, them, I mean, slap on the wrist, and then they'll, they'll yeah. donate a bunch for their military or whatever they can. Yeah, um, but that's us being naive, thinking that these countries actually care about human rights. That's the facade, right? It's all about trade and money at the end. You know, it's the top dollar that wins, right? And think mm-hmm. about all the... Maybe they could say they're concerned. We're very concerned. We're very concerned. We're looking into this. doesn't mean shit. You know, if it's going to affect a trade deal or affect some kind of program, <laughs> they're not going to touch it. Not with a 10-foot pole. And then we right. still have the war in Ukraine going on. There's, the world's at an interesting precipice interesting right now. Place. Well, the, the bank, this uh, Silicon Valley bank or whatever it is. just That's a whole different topic. I don't even know a how A whole to... different. The, the world's a mess, man. I must save our listeners from that topic for today because we are edging the hour 20 mark. Yeah. But it is... I just find that we're at, like... We're a matchstick away from... Everyone's pissed off at something. Interest rates are going up everywhere. Everyone's feeling the pinch at the stores. You know, governments are choosing sides. The lines are getting a little thinner in various regards. And too um, stable for too long. That's what you're saying. It's, 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 world's be, it's, we're at an uncomfortable place to some degree. Um, yeah. You know, and now I think we're just waiting on what is that nail that breaks everyone's comfort. Where everyone comfort around the world is being it's challenged. Draw that breaks, no? Not the yeah, yes. This is yeah, yeah. Fuck, fuck you. This is all <laughs> over me going after the other word, right? Um, yeah. Oh, doom and gloom, really. Um, it's, it's a great... and I don't know. I know that was happening. Yeah, it's, powder, when... it's a powder keg, which again, you know, you fucked up another saying with the matchstick <laughs> thing. But uh... <laughs> no, like, what you're saying. What you're saying is correct, so man. The, what's, what's the canary one? What's the canary one? The coal in the you canary? The coal in the canary, yeah. The coal in the canary. <laughs> the okay, canary good. in the coal mine. Um, <laughs> listen, English isn't my strongest language. Neither is Punjabi. Communication isn't a strong suit for someone who sits on a podcast board. Yeah, uh, and it has to code in like crazy complex languages. Yeah, and even that sometimes I question how I'm able to get through my day. Luckily, ChatGPT will take me over and I'll just have it sit here and feed into my language. That's another thing that's kind of interesting in the world right now is everything can be faked so easy. We're seeing them 
we saw news channels in India saying, we got his WhatsApp voice messages and here's some pictures that we drew up in like AI and there's so much that a normal person wouldn't believe is possible. You can literally mimic someone's voice and make them say whatever you want from three the seconds. World's, the world's upside no, that, down, yeah. man. I, 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 even, I even heard Terry, famous Terry, yeah. CBC Terry, going against India. I never thought this would happen. He said, Indian politicians need to grow up. I'm like, what? Man, is the checks didn't in the clear. The checks stopped clearing. <laughs> upside down world. That's what it is right now, man. Nothing makes sense. <laughs> I remember Paul's crew wearing those AFK. Uh thing body armor that was a that was legit that was in doctorate that was in doctorate that was a bad move then. but they were licensed weapons allowed licensed li- licensed weapons you know shooting yeah. range if i Fine, go optics i'm talking about optics it's a bad optics i agree if it's like me wearing some sort of you know any sort of jersey or even a center nelson sure while i go to the range it's gonna if that ever gets out that's a bad look People are going to spin it. I know how they're going to spin it. If You know what I found most interesting? Someone who, was, I, who was trying to say my message is, you know, Sikhi Prachad and, and... Listen, man. Know, carrying I, guns is Sikhi Prachad. I don't want to... No, no, no. But that. the AKF, it wasn't even like original. That's my biggest beef with it. <laughs> I, I, think, it something I think what I appreciated about it was in the NWO font. Uh, <laughs> they use like the Tahoma thing and I was like, ah, imagine going what if they were in like dwo shirts or pwo shirts or dwo Khalistan world order i'd give them a tip for that I'm like ah, i appreciate yeah, it yeah i mean at least it's original but i remember like when we were kids and like even in high school we would all try to i mean i'm not going to say speak for everyone but we all try to get nice pictures by going to america going to walmart and grabbing a shotgun you know that a little chain, like sh- shoulder strap, shotgun bullet hole, holder thing. Yeah, I ain't putting those pictures but out if there. You but were, if you're 30 years old and you're in the media every day and screw nice for every action, you might not do that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we were we were early 20s at that time, but yeah, I always thought those were. It was a cool little uh, look. It was prior yeah. to social media days too, right? So. That was prior social media days, so those images had nowhere to go other than someone coming over, like, "Yo, look what I they got from." They were, just as, they were just as pixelated as the uh, pictures that uh, the Indian media has been yeah. putting out. Couldn't tell who it was. I mean, I found uh, this old uh, video of mine shot on like one of those flip phones, like those old Nokias from a gun yeah, range yeah. where I was like <laughs> unable to unlock the safety. So I was like, yeah, it's probably better <laughs> that social media wasn't near as prevalent at that time. But because uh, obviously I'd share it on YouTube and Twitch but nothing, general, uh, but... As long as the violence, man, it's it's all about. Happy there's no people. violence. Yeah, don't need violence. Just, you know. The violence is all, the only language people hopeful. know. It's the most universal language. Is violence. I know. Sad. Yeah. Past cool. as Robbie has spoken. Anyways, man, it was great catching up with you guys. There's so much yeah. other stuff that happened. There are like thanks, twelve thanks, other thanks headlines. Thanks for making me so happy. Thanks for making me so happy. Feel great. Talk about, uh, this guy's positive China. podcast. China influencing Canada the next There's China yes, influence. Yes. We didn't even talk about the Singh who got killed from Canada in India during Hola Mahala. That happened oh, yeah. when we were gone. Um, there's just every week that we weren't podcasting, there was like this giant headline like that deserves a conversation. And here we are. Well, talking we'll, about raccoons uh, in gutters. And regular, regular games, so next week. Next week. 
what is the over under on this podcast getting noticed and blackballed? Because low key, I think that would do numbers for us overall. But I feel like you're gonna do it and you're gonna put us in a, a precarious situation. Yeah. So please don't. I got the <laughs> title in my head already. Crazy hashtags underneath to get a notice. He's already like fighting some guy on Twitter. I keep watching this. I'm like, this guy's gonna get us. Who banned. did I fight on Twitter? <laughs> I don't fight no one on Twitter, man. I'm like the most humble guy on Twitter. My Twitter following is so like 1992 in terms of actual engagements i get it's kind of sad really i uh i recently went to uh some bindu's house they needed uh somebody from my brand they needed help legal help um so it was late at night and they had the kids around and there was a young sing there and uh he was a commuter programmer he was like a little bit younger than us and i was like by any chance do you have been Shinda? he's like no Wait, you mean the guy on Twitter, right? I was like, yeah, you do. You know. No, so you, you, you so, there, yo. Nah, bro. Trust me, I know my place. I'm an old-ass boomer who freaking has no place in this new world. We're being replaced by AI. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Anyways. Thanks Anyways. for painting that pretty picture. Just the beam ancient, of positivity man. today, isn't he? Listen, man. My kid got a basketball today. And he insisted on sleeping with a ball. He's like, can I... I'm like, hey! Ball, ball is life. Ball is life type kid, eh? No, legit. So I bought him a bike and a basketball. He forgot about the bike, just wanted to play with a basketball. And then he's like, can we go to the park play? I'm like, no, we'll go tomorrow. You know what's really got him on the basketball thing right now? Like, he's always loved basketball because we kind of instilled it with him. Like, hey, here's that type. I started showing him videos of... Uh, Spider-Man playing basketball. I don't know if you ever across this wormhole. <laughs> do you guys remember the Anwan mixtapes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. The professor. Do you remember who the professor was in the Anwan mixtapes? The yeah. small little white guy. Yeah. Crazy yeah. handles. Yeah. Obviously, post Anwan didn't go into the NBA. He ended up finding a second life as a YouTuber. And one of his early things that really like started his channel and made him go viral was he dressed up as Spider-Man. And he'd go on, go to random courts i challenge people to play him one-on-one and he'd like school the shit out of him dressed as Spider-Man. And so I'm showing my kid this video of him. Like he's obviously young. He thinks it's real Spider-Man. I had to explain to him like, look, it's not the real Spider-Man. It's a guy dressed up as Spider-Man playing basketball. So the basketball's real. The Spider-Man's not. Um, but he's like, I want to learn how to do that move. The Spider-Man did. I want to learn this move. I'm like, you know, is this the right time to introduce him to the annual mixtapes? But that's inspired him to, you know, want to sleep with his basketball. So I thought it was cute. But I'm also kind of like, he's like, Papa, can you teach me this move? I'm like, fuck. Yeah, fuck. No. <laughs> You're on your own. I, I crossed him no. over and I'm like, see, I did it. I crossed, I, the ball went from this hand to this hand. And I tried to make it look good, kind of. I'm like, I know how to put it through my legs. Look. Now I'm kind of like, who do I know that has handles that I could like introduce him to? And no, I have no one. Oh, buddy. Nobody, but yeah, it's gonna be fun. Anyways, boys, if you made it this far in the podcast, be sure to hit like and subscribe and leave a comment saying you've got there. Please just say what's up. Tell us how you feel. Uh, <laughs> are you th- are you there? Are you there? Are you out there? Are you out there? Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. it's on YouTube. We're on Spotify. We're on every podcasting platform. We might platform, not. Really. We might not be around next week if Shinda has anything to do with it. So, man, listen, I feel like. We were enjoy right, the catalog. We, we, enjoy the catalog. Balanced. Everything we were a very balanced conversation. Let's just hope this actually recorded. Anyway, boys. 
Peace. Peace. Peace.